This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Bro gang, we are joined by the Titan of Turtles, Baron of Bentonhurst, the Don Dada of driving people around, his <laughs> honor of the hero, the EP MVP, the Admiral of Avion, lead singer of Anta, Rage Against the Machine, fighting the Battle of Los Angeles, Rooster in my Rara, the Gabagool Governor. Hey, he's making sandwiches over here. <laughs> the Wizard of Weed Carriers, the Prince of Poppin' Tires, the Medellin Maestro, the Bagman with the Bags, man. How can one man have all that power? Actor and executive producer, Jerry Ferrara. Jerry, how the hell are you? Jeez, I could retire after yeah, that right? intro right there. I mean, you we, summed up my whole career in 35 seconds. We can put that on your yeah. IMDb if you'd like. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Like, yeah, word for word. I want yeah. to just break as my bio. I want sure. that is what I want. Jerry, we're so excited to have you. The first thing we want to do is a little fit check where you're going to walk the audience at home through the totality of your outfit. And maybe we should include the chair you're sitting on because you did do a nice little Herman Miller name drop earlier before we hit record. Dude, I name dropped you. We were, we were talking about just the unnecessary purchases that to make right. the setup better. Uh, I am also a gamer, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. So between doing a lot of zooms, yes, I sprung for the Herman Miller. Yeah, chair. baby. Yo, that's just that's just self care, you know. That's just yeah. taking care of the old back. Literally for the spine, yeah. And I will say, when you get to be old, you guys are young. When you get to be my age, right, the lower back stuff is real. Like one day you'll wake up at around thirty eight and just be like, oh, my lower back doesn't work. It's over. Right. Right. My so back like is gone. Fifteen. Yeah. Years, I'll wake yeah. up right. with that. All right, cool. We're exactly. also not young at all, but we appreciate the, the pandering. Listen, we have anyone, filters on the Zoom. We yeah. have the face filters on the Zoom. <laughs> if you're two years younger than me, I will reference you as kid. Hey, kids! Okay, like, yeah, <laughs> thirty nine years old. You're calling me kid. That's the, uh, Brooklyn, yeah. that's the Brooklyn in you. You know? Yeah, it exactly. Is. It is. <laughs> so yeah, boss, the, the what's, chair, boss, what's good? The chair is a Herman the chair is a thing. I have right. to do it. Uh, as far as the fit today, um, yeah. Do you want to start is, top down or do you want to go bottom up? I'm going to go top down and be from Brooklyn. First of all, top down because the haircut, see Brooklyn in the, in the nineties, right. Growing (laughs) up as a kid, it was all about top and bottom. The middle wasn't as important. Okay. Interesting. Your haircut had to be right. And Mm -hmm. then like my mom always said too, and I don't know how this is even true, but she said, (laughs) you got to have clean shoes. Women always look at a guy's shoes. That sounds right. Dirty or kind of like, I don't yeah. know if that still holds up today. Since 1993. Well, in, the, in terms of this podcast and what we know about our listenership, a lot of guys are looking at your shoes as well. So that's sort of what it's become. But yeah, yeah, so I did get a fresh cut the other day. The fade is is almost high and tight. I'm hanging on to my hairline too. It looks good, dude. That's a strong ass hairline, bro. Was it tough? Was it tough going? It's getting a little. Oh, okay. It's getting a little light, and I'm short, so that sucks. But was it uh, tough going was, from uh from Brooklyn to LA and now Ohio, like finding a good barber? Every time you relocate. Yes. Yes. And I still like, I'm, I'm, still in, nightmare. I'm still in Brooklyn, like all the time, but the barber is just everything. It's part of like, for me, it's part of my, my routine. Uh, sure. I'm like an every two week guy. I used to oh, be wow. an every week guy. I'm an every <laughs> two week guy. It's part of the, it's part of the, the outfit. Yeah. It's part of getting dressed. Sure. Like it it's just fits. Um, so yeah, going top to bottom, Good fade. Uh, I have on like a very light breathing Gantt button down, which oh, like, nice. Okay. It just yeah. breathes. It's comfortable for the zooms. Uh, mm-hmm. I am Gantt's wearing Gantt's a standby. Gantt's a good one. Yeah. This of is a strong flex right here. I do oh. have the Batman Rolex. Ooh, on, the GMT. Which I got dude. before it was cool. I got it like. <laughs> 
years ago now, like these things have gone through the roof, but mm-hmm. I've had this for a minute and uh, I feel like I would bust it out for you guys. Thank you um, so much. As a fellow Rolex owner and wearer, I really appreciate it, Jerry. Thank we could get into the watches if you like, which <laughs> and now uh, you by can, the way, uh, if you need a better chair, you can always just, you know, resell it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I do. My man's got fifty what, chairs on the wrist, ladies and gentlemen. I, I do have to check what uh, jeans I'm wearing. I'm not sure, but I do have my Patrick Ewing stance socks on. Okay, going on for the hometown. Yeah. I did take my shoes off, because uh, it's some carpet in here. But I did have on Jordan uh, cement threes. The oh, nice. I did have those on. Classic. They're right out there. Um, yes. And, uh, really and it, what I had going on. Well, Jerry, lest we forget, what are the panties today? Yeah. Under the jeans. Oh. I got to check, by the way. I got to check the jeans. I'm not going to lie. I threw these on. Oh, God. I can't long, see. The as long as they're back, clean, right? They're yeah. clean. We will get less. I might have yeah. to run out. Ladies and gentlemen, wife. we're not going to make Jerry undress on pot. So I will check and get the before the pod's over. We will know the jeans. Yeah. Right. Do you and feel you, like do you feel like you have to put on for New York now that you're like no longer here? I mean, yeah, yeah. you're here all the time. But like when you're back, when you're home, do you feel like you have to represent harder. Uh, yes. The, the hurdle that I'm, I, and this is literally an ongoing thing that's happening right now. And obviously like, I, I think like some people struggled as well with the pandemic of like, holy shit, I don't leave the house anymore, but now we're, I'm starting to leave a little more, but also as, as a father now of a two-year-old and a four-month-old, right. I'm uh, two, two years old and four month old. Like whatever I wear is going to get trashed. Right. By, covered like, in human shit. shit roasted and toasted. Yeah. You got shit, spit up various food, dirt, snot. And this is, like, sounds, whatever. Like a fire, sounds like a fire Friday night, to be honest. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I really kind of save nowadays. It's, it's post kids asleep. Maybe me and my wife are actually going out and that's where I'm like, okay, I could put on like, like real human clothes now. Right. <laughs> Right. Everything so. else has to be spit proof, shit proof. Or, or just something you're not yeah, something you're not emotional about. Like right, oh, sure. not not you didn't know. Are you so. emotional about like probably your sneakers for sure, right? But anything else that you have uh, that is like a grail for you? Sneakers and watches for sure, but man, I just like a fucking like if you got the right t-shirt, you guys mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Like it doesn't even necessarily matter the brand. Like if it's the one that fits you, like mm-hmm. for me, I need something that I, I don't like wide neck. Sure. I need like a, a a fitted neck, fitted on top, but then you gotta you gotta flare out a little bit to cover the the dad bod, like just right, a right, little right. bit to, to get money tummy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, <laughs> so so the workouts where I'm just doing like chest and tries, and mm-hmm. I'm not I'm ignoring my core, still looks good. <laughs> All chest, no legs, chest, no, no leg, core, maybe. nothing. Yeah. Just the glamour muscles. So exactly. when the kids are when the kids are in bed, you ever bust out the Fuki Jama AF ones? <laughs> so. I almost wore those, the gold ones from the show, which for, yeah. for those listening, like there, I think there was six made in total, one for each of the cast members. And I think one for each of our two producers, but the ones that were actually on the show that the turtle characters holding, like yeah. I had, those are in my house. Those right are in now. your size too. Like you could wear them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are nine and a half. Like, and that's like my size. Like I'm 10 in Jordans. Right. Sometimes I'll be nine and a half in some It's nine and a half. Perfect. I was going to wear them to the Entourage movie premiere um, okay. in LA. So this is like 2014. I'm like, if there's ever a time right, of to course. wear these, now would be it. And I totally punked it. I mean, I even had it down. So like I was going to wear them on the red carpet, take my photos or whatever, <laughs> right. go into the theater. And then when I got to the after party where there's like 700 people stepping yeah. all over you, 
I was going to have a friend meet me and smuggle them <laughs> back home. Right. Cause I did not think they that's were a, ready for a party that's a, like a that. bit like a turtle like job, having a friend right. meet you just so you can yeah. switch the speakers out. And what then was the, the f- problem is all my friends were coming to the premiere. Right. So right. At right. The end of the day did not have anyone to do the job that I trust. Yeah. What was the red carpet fit? Was it like an, uh, a Nietzsche sweatsuit? <laughs> No, uh, I think it was, guys, this is a long time ago. I want to say it was like a, a dark blue Xenia suit. Mm, I very think. nice. Um, classy blanket yeah. on the shoes. I have them. I'd have to go look, but yeah, I mean, this is seven years ago. So when was the last that, time that, you wear the, the Fuji the Fuji's the <laughs> Fuji Jamas, the Fuji, when was the last time you wore the Fuji Jamas? The Fuji force ones, dude. The golds have never touched the ground. Wow. Before. Never touch grass. Uh, yeah. Never touch anything. I do have the from that episode. There was uh, the light blue ones in mm-hmm. the sh- in the actual episode. My character got shut out of those and then paid twenty grand. Well, Vince <laughs> right. paid twenty grand for sure. the golds. They made about six hundred of the powder blue ones. Oh wow! Uh, and there's even a good there's a good fake imitation brand out there that I know some <laughs> people are trying to sell. like. I could tell right away that they're fake, but. <laughs> Um, I wore those, which I didn't even want to wear those. I wore those courtside to a Knicks game once Say, and oh. got a lot of love. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time you're on the Jumbotron, the whole fucking garden goes crazy. Yeah, it goes wild. Which if you would have told 10-year-old me that, I would have been like, well, it's probably because they're trying to kick me out of the place or something. <laughs> right. like, I probably ran on the court as like a streaker. That's what I would have guessed at 10 years old, <laughs> how I got on the Jumbotron. Has anyone offered you like a crazy amount of money for those uh, like forces from the show? Yes. Uh, I, I, I mean, six ten, pairs and like, ten, it's an iconic thing, you know, I think 10 years ago I was offered like 75 grand. Um, <laughs> and then there was a, there, there was a story that kind of got picked up a little bit. Uh, I, th- I um, God, what's the auction house? Uh, Sotheby's, Sotheby's I think, yeah. auctioned off a pair. So one of the six, right. We don't know who's Ooh. I my, I have my thoughts. Kevin Connolly, you're on fucking notice. What was yeah. the size? You could tell by the size. You could probably well, figure Well, there's it out. another way you could tell because each of the shoes, um, Mark Smith, the artist uh, who collaborated with Nike to make them use laser technology to burn into the leather, you know, he when he made those shoes, he basically called me up and he does like a five-minute interview. He asks you like the most random questions, right? Like, what was your address growing up? Okay. Uh, who was your favorite base? And like a psychic. All that stuff is actually written out in the shoe in this crazy kind of memento wow. code tattoo. And, but it does all say our names, but you would not be able to look at it and say, oh, that says Jerry. Right, right, there. right, right. But I can. Interesting. So I, I think I do know who she is. I think it just went for 90 at Sotheby's, 90K. Yeah. Wow. Adrian Grenier, yeah. man. Yeah. On hard times. Whoever you know? it is. I mean, it's a it short be. list of scammers. <laughs> could be. You never know. But I can, ver- and they verified, obviously, that sure. that is one of the six. Amazing. Well, not someone mine, need, though. Mine some, are in the closet. Someone was strapped for cash, I guess. You know, they yeah. were in between jobs. Someone didn't or get that roll of power. Or they, were, or they were just like, I don't know, but they don't care about shoes like I do. They're like, well, I right. got 90 grand sitting on the shelf. And I'm never, I could go build a pool with that right. money or something. Like, I'm never going to touch those shoes ever. Not even you for know? 250K right now on the spot. Someone offered you that money. That's no. that's some good college money for All the right. kids. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I guess you your know, kids ain't you going, going to state school, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they start their own business. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Start, start your own business. Yeah, <laughs> right. We got two future Buckeyes in the Ferrara crib. All right, Jerry, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. I want to set a little scene here. The year is 2007. Entourage. Biggest fucking phenomenon in the world. Season four, episode 11. What was it like shooting a scene with Kanye West? 
Kanye Omari West. So back then, right, that was the fun part about Entourage where we started to really get established with the cameos where like, I remember, you know, every night you leave work, they give you the call sheet for the next day. And it would be like, okay, so tomorrow you, we got, uh, Jessica Alba's coming in in the morning. And then we got, uh, Kevin Durant's coming in in the afternoon and we're shooting a night scene with like Kanye or something. So, uh, that day when we knew Kanye was doing the episode, it was cool because it was also timing out with the release of it, of good life, right? Yeah. Good life. Yeah. Cause that was great. That was the rollout for graduation. Which right. Came out that so year, yeah. when he took on 50 cent. Yeah. Right. Helen had to have 20 years ago or like 10 years ago today. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I remember also seeing like how a music marketing machine kind of mm-hmm. works of like, all right. So I guess we did become popular for our end credit song. Sure. Right. And this yeah. was going to be the end credit song. And Shout he came Scott in Denier. Yeah. Yeah. And he could not be more like, down to act like he was he was super into it and like kind of a perfectionist about it but really just kind of had fun it was a great great day i just was remember he trying we, to was he trying to edit the scene after it had already aired on hbo like it's a fucking you know donda album <laughs> no no that's the thing like i know not as memory serves me correct he came in and was, and was very much like like love the show happy to be doing this i think this is actually a cool scene and uh and it was really about to the song, you know, and right. I think I do think that's one of the better end credit songs, just like when you think about the moment and that album, no, it's iconic, right? That's right. the first time that anyone heard that, you know, the first whatever couple, you know, uh, bars of good life. I mean, like, right. that and was obviously I'm biased when I hear that song today yeah. it comes on somewhere. I, I immediately go back to a time capsule. I could close my eyes now and see us. I believe we're at Van Nuys Airport. Uh, I could even see uh, Sidney Pollack, legendary director, was mm-hmm. in that scene, which in, in itself was also a weird, like, <laughs> yeah. Sidney Pollack and Kanye. Well, that's an interesting call sheet. So yeah, uh, Kanye is kind of like the Sidney Pollack of rap, though. So it kind of makes <laughs> right, sense. You know right. And you just envision that sweater vest that Kanye had on. Yeah, right. No, you yeah, guys were. I, sorry, right. go ahead. You no, go no, ahead. no. I was going to say, I do remember, like, the, the, the song release was a big part of that whole thing coming together. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so you guys were known for the cameo for the end music for the cameos for just being a fire show did you have a favorite celeb cameo throughout the whole run of entourage yeah you have an embarrassment of riches to choose from it it, it really is uh and i almost kind of categorize them in a way of like i have like my favorite actor one i have my mm. favorite music one my favorite sports one like the sports one as much as i hate to say it <laughs> it was tom brady oh, oh shit come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> i know listen i don't do you think i want to give him more right. love than he needs the guy just threw nine touchdowns last night he's 150 years old yeah but also but, 18 and 1 so yeah exactly well, i'm a giants fan yeah, so, so are we so are we, we got yeah, yeah we got like, we got two off on that fucking bozo exactly like it's not, and you know, that whole episode, like the whole Tom Brady sucks balls thing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That initial episode was supposed to be Eli and Peyton Manning. Oh, it was wow. an incoming call. Eli and Peyton and their people called Doug Allen, our showrunner, and mm-hmm. said they want to do the show. Can you come up with something? So Doug comes up with that whole golf episode. That's why I think about the Chase brothers versus the Manning brothers. Right, That's right. what it was supposed to be. Like two weeks before, they call and drop out. For like <sighs> no reason, like oh, I can't do Bummer. it. It's like, do you realize the amount? Like it was yeah. all in motion, right? Yeah. So that's where I guess having like Mark Wahlberg as mm-hmm. your executive producer right. is really yeah. the ace of the hole. I remember him coming in and being like, "Well, you guys want me to call Tom?" And we're like, 
Who who are you talking about? Tom Seaver? Who the fuck are you talking about? He's like, Brady. It's like, yeah, call Tom Brady. Yeah. So he calls Brady. This was the year Brady had that knee injury. He missed the whole year previous. So no one had seen him in a minute. He called like Tom's in. Me and Tom will do the Peyton and Eli Park. Great. I'm sitting with Doug Allen now. We're kind of he's writing new dialogue and he's like, what would Turtle say to Tom Brady? (laughs) I said, all right, hold up. I'm gonna call my buddy Paul in Staten Island. Right. (laughs) I call Paul. I'm like, yo, buddy. I got a question for you. It's the night before the Super Bowl. You're in, you're at the Super Bowl at a bar. Brady walks in. What do you say? He's like, I fucking tell him he sucks fucking balls. <laughs> Doug went, thank you very much. Hung up the phone, <laughs> went right in there. And that's where Tom Brady sucks balls came from. But that's amazing. Does Staten Island Paul have a writer's credit for that episode? Yeah, right. He does not. He does not. And I think uh, that, yeah, that, that, that went out the window a while ago. But uh, I always Shout tell out that Paul story. for the punch ups, dude. Punch up Paul. <laughs> sucks balls. And then I mean, getting like, the deflate, deflate gate years later would be an ironic twist to the right. sucks balls. Yeah, line. for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he, he was on set and he was fucking super cool. It was six o'clock in the morning. He was prepared, knew his lines. It was good. Super cool. The crew signed a yeah. bunch of shit for everybody. I'm like, all right, you're, you're fucking awesome. I get it. it it's not fake. Fine. Did you get anything signed or were you like too proud? I can't do it. Like right, I, right, I right. pride myself. Like, yo, sign, on... sign, my, sign this Plaxico jersey real quick. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or Kevin Boss. Who remembers the big Kevin Boss catch prior to the, to the helmet catch? Yeah doesn't get doesn't get talked about enough so he was great um actor wise uh i mean i i i fanboyed out for martin landau who was an old he mm. passed away but like you know that dude was like best friends with james dean right, right. talk yeah, about yeah. fucking cool and style like they came up together yeah it's not legends. like me saying like hey me and adrian came up to like he came up with james fucking <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> and, no um, shots to adrian but he's not james dean adrian's catching a lot of strays some, this episode yeah i, I always remember so, he has a show on netflix now he's good yeah, oh, he's good uh, yeah, fuck yeah, him, yeah fuck him <laughs> you got that i netflix always remember money. something uh landau said and i think this like kind of goes to most businesses when you talk about acting he's like you know i always kind of subscribe to like when doing a scene, like try to make the other guy look good. Like if you go mm. into it, like how could I set my guy, my man up? Right. And if you're both doing that, you both are going to be fucking great. And I think that that works for a podcast. That's what we're doing for, for you right now, dog. Right. You know, making you, you look as good as fucking lobs. possible. Yeah. You right. guys are throwing me lots. Here, here, here's a curveball. Did you have a least favorite cameo? <laughs> See, we set you up. Now we got to yeah. bring you down. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't know the other side the of the coin, bro. Um, <laughs> look, I definitely do. I definitely do. Um, I'm not one to like out people from things from like 15 years ago, mm. but they, they, they haven't all been smooth. This is the, this is the Brooklyn Omerta. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> is the Italian American coming out? I like it. I'm just saying. <laughs> How's Saigon doing? Yeah. <laughs> Saigon's good. No, I literally talk to Saigon all the time. Um, he always reached out to me when I started having kids. He has kids. It's so funny. Like, you know, on Instagram, my mom comments on everyone I've ever met stuff. And like her and Saigon have become really good Instagram friends. Like Saigon calls my mom, mom, you know, like <laughs> Yo, fire. <laughs> it's uh, and he's Saigon's a great dude. That was another kind of musical artist that I was super psyched for that. Um, you know, at the time too, Saigon had an album coming out yeah. and like had so much like street cred and like underground hip hop. And, um, yeah, man, I couldn't have been a, a nicer dude. Uh, was there was there anyone that came on the show who they themselves were star truck starstruck to meet the yeah. core four and turtle yeah. and the whole fucking squadron? Because you guys were fucking nuclear, right? Like it was the biggest show on the planet. So there's got to be people that like it was a two way street, right? 
I would say it was more um, not so much like they were like psyched to meet us, but they were psyched to be on the show. Like they wanted to kind of, you know, I, I'm trying to remember who, but like it was like a cosign kind of like, get, like was get, like even like giving notes, almost like directing us, like wanting us to play the hits, you know, right. like wanting to, like. And I remember one time I I, I said some kind of line where I called someone bro, and I don't remember which act which cameo it was. It was like wait. Doesn't Johnny Drama only say bro? We know this is the only one on the show that's allowed to say bro. Everyone else like can't say. I'm like, oh, you're right. Um, like Turtle, shouldn't you be smoking more weed right now? Yeah, exactly. Or, or something like that. Like, shouldn't Turtle be smoking a joint in this scene? I'd be like, all right, fine, fuck it. Let's go. Props. Let's roll yeah, up the joint play the and, uh, play, the and play the hits. Um, it Let's really talk- was James Cameron was the one that like mm. legitimized the cameos, right? Yeah. Like, that was season two. So before that, people Early. thought we were trying to make fun. Like once people understood like, Hey, this is not like trying to like make you look like shit. We like, if you want to, you could come make as much fun of yourself or as little fun of yourself right. as you want. Like we're right. not here to make you look like an idiot. So just like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You uh, can go full Bob Saget if you want, but like, you can also, you know, keep it right. Honestly, if anything, that's one of my, that's one that stands the test of time. Well, Bob I mean, Saget cameo. <laughs> um, because a lot like of it changed people, his career kind of like it became, well, he became like a different, well, or the, the truer version of himself, I guess. That's right? what it was. I think yeah. like if you knew Bob's stand up, you knew yeah. a little more of what he was, but if you only knew him from full house, like you didn't know, like yeah. he did it a little bit in half baked. I don't know if you guys remember the movie half. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. So wh- that's like a cameo where I Abba think Zabba, you my only friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when he came on, I just remembered that was one of the, the moments of like how, right how willing is he going to be to commit to this storyline that he lives next to prostitutes yeah, and, yeah. Engage, and he, like, he was, he wanted to push the envelope further. Right. Well, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's move the spotlight off Hollywood. You know, we're a no friends in the industry type pod. We're the people's <laughs> champs. We're only yeah. about the fans and we the live people to serve. that we fucking live for every single day. When it comes to the fans, what's the one entourage moment that people still bring up with you to this day? Let's see. Um, <laughs> Where do well, we start? Speaking of, speaking of Bob Saget, uh, it was, it, I always get the like, like cock blocked by Bob Saget comes up a lot. <laughs> uh, crossing swords with Johnny drama comes sure. up a lot. Sundance. Uh, <laughs> definitely getting broken up with by Jamie Lynn Sigler comes up a lot yeah. for, for me personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the playboy mansion stuff always comes up. I mean, I always play along with, with fans of the to. show. Like you have to, you got to, right? Like I, like I give what I get and look, I would say it's 99% fucking super cool people who it's like, it's, it's, it's a compliment and an honor. It's like kind of why you do it. You want people sure. to like your stuff. Right. And every now and then there's like the one or two, just, just assholes who want to get like a negative reaction from you. Right. And again, I still won't even take the bait. Right. Like, uh, unless you're like physically trying to like, you're a better man than something. us. Yeah. Well, it's just easy. It's 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 it actually takes less effort to just be cool. Oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. With that but, said, uh, that base that bait sometimes you want bait, a little tasty, looking tasty. tasty treat. Yeah. I guess, I guess if I was to sum up the 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 worst part of like when people coming up is the look of disappointment <laughs> when they <laughs> when they meet Jerry, they, right? Like when yeah. they see it's like. Oh, you're not nearly as fun as that dude. Like people, yeah, you're like, a real Yo, person. Girl, you want to let's smoke this joint, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. listen, 
I would like, love to smoke it, this joint with you, but I don't know you. <laughs> and I, I'm sure it's not laced with anything crazy, but, but sir, this is a Wendy's. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Right. Or like, Toro, let's do some shots of tequila. It's like, listen, it's three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm on my way somewhere. And they're like, what? Like you're, ter- you're not going to smoke this joint and take this yeah. shot. Like, isn't that what you do? I'm like, yeah, it's a bigger conversation, <laughs> yeah. but it's fun, man. It's a lot of, it, it, it's for the most part, like I said, 99%, the most flattering fun. Oh, of course. Yeah. Stuff ever. I think and James I've, and I can learn a lot about being yeah. as gracious as you. It's, yeah. uh, definitely. Definitely something that we could, uh, we could learn. Well, from. I still feel like I snuck into a party that at any moment, the bouncer is going to shine the light on me. And be like, right. How the fuck did you get in here? Like, get out of here. You <laughs> yeah. don't belong here. So I'm just trying to stay in the party as long as right. possible. Never take it for granted for on. sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the best thing about parties are the party stories. Is there like, after all these years, um, is there a, like a wild story from the entourage era that stayed with you that you just kind of point to and you're just like, that is emblematic of like how much fun we were having and how on top of the world we were. Uh, well, the first kind of without, thing without we ever getting did, anyone arrested. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, hoping no, the statute no. of limitations. Has, and look, has. it was never, it was never truly right. like like that. I mean, that's the other big misconception is like everyone would always kind of say, "Oh, you guys must be having so much fun on that show," and we were. It wasn't like hmm. we weren't having fun, but the actual set life is you're there at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's work, like, literally, like plucking nose hairs and shaving <laughs> and like getting like. Yeah. You know, and you're there till seven, eight, sometimes nine o'clock at night and later. So it is a grind. But uh, right when the sh- right when we all got cast and we were about getting ready to shoot the pilot, we remember we didn't know I'd never met any of those guys mm-hmm. before. I don't think any of us knew each other prior. And again, not to throw Wahlberg up, but he's <laughs> like, all right, here's what's going to happen. This is how long ago it was a Roy Jones, Antonio Tarver one first <laughs> time they fought in both their primes. He said, we're going to go to that fight. I'm taking all you guys. You guys got to get to know each other a little bit. And we're we're taking a private plane. Now, private plane. I didn't even have a car at this point. (laughs) I had to ask someone for a ride to the airport, (laughs) let alone figure out how do do you get on a private plane? I don't know. I didn't get get many instructions. It was like, show up at Burbank Airport. Here's the tail number. (laughs) What the fuck is a tail number? I don't know what a tail number is. And... After getting past that, like Mark had like three or four of his friends. And then there's like the four of us were on this private plane. I had a panic attack, 45 minutes. It's only a 45 minute flight, a panic attack. I'm like, these things go down all the time. Right. Um, and then we got to Vegas and we went to the fight, sat front row. We, we went to a club afterward and we and just like, we, we partied till four or five o'clock in the morning. Sure slept all day and then hit a private plane home, slept more. And then we're shooting like that Monday. And yeah. um, I just found it hard to believe. I'm like, so that's the life we're going to try to portray. That's not real life. And right. I will say that was you, that was you get, that was you doing method acting. Yeah. Right. You're in and out like seal team six, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, they confuse me all the time with Daniel day Lewis in the method acting department, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they think Daniel day Lewis, Lincoln, Terry <laughs> Ferrara, turtle, right. like same kind of thing. No, but, um, we definitely did become fast friends on, on that trip. And I look, that, I don't think that was something Mark was doing on the regular, but I think right. the producing part of him was like, I got to show these guys a little bit of like a this world that right. the was his chase characters getting to was Mark's crew that he like brought. Was that like the crew that you guys were based on? Was that also part of it or. Uh, yes and no. And like the based on part, 
was always a little, I don't want to say sketchy, but like, right. it was, it was loosely on Mark and his friends. And then it was some of which loosely on Doug Allen and his friends okay, growing up it. on Long Island. But like, there is a Johnny drama. Like there right. is a real guy named Johnny <laughs> drama. If I recall the first time I met him, he said, I'll introduce you to the Hollywood squares. And he picked up his shirt and showed me a six pack. I'm like, those are the Hollywood squares. <laughs> I'm yes. like, how was the awesome. real life Johnny drama's calves? Yeah. <laughs> Thick. Yeah. Okay. Thick cat. Yeah. That, that was not based on real life. And by the way, Kevin Dillon, sneaky little secret. We had to shoot around his well-developed cat. Okay, Kevin right, Dillon right, right. has great calves. And a Notre Dame, <laughs> I believe a, a fighting Irish tattoo on his, on his calf. I <laughs> heard it here first folks. Yeah. Kevin uh, Dillon, well-developed calves. For right. Kevin right. Dillon. For sure. <laughs> Did uh, Mark Robust. Wahlberg's waking up at two in the morning to work out. Did that ever rub off on you? <laughs> Uh, no, um, I definitely like, I tried to, I got myself in some shape, but no, that's like, yeah, another, I remember reading his whole schedule. He, he, and it was like, he's like, eats 16 times a day. He works <laughs> yeah. out three times a day and then he prays and then right. he takes care of his kids. I'm like, well, whatever he's doing Plays is working like eight rounds of golf and then goes to bed at five yeah. 30 PM. EP's five <laughs> EP's five things has a yeah. fucking right. wall burgers. He's a maniac like, dude. No, he's uh he's a very, very, um, He's an amazing businessman and a great dude. And uh, I feel like I owe, I owe that guy a lot. Um, he kind of saved me in the audition process when oh, I was shit. doing my final audition. You're blowing it? Apparently, well, that's exactly what he said to me. So <laughs> back then, the final audition phases, they bring like three guys for each role. Okay. And you're all sitting in a waiting room at HBO. There's this little theater that they bring you into with a light in your eye. You can't see who's in the audience, all the executives. And you, you do like, it's almost like the, you do like a solo portion and mm -hmm. then they pair you up with people. And then they start sending people home. Like you, you can go. Right. It's like, oh, wow. So I go in for my solo part as turtle. I audition with a casting director. I do my scenes like my 30th time auditioning. And I come back out in the waiting room, like B rabbit and eight mile, I put my hoodie back up. <laughs> I was wearing a Jerome Bettis Jersey. I'm spaghetti. <laughs> like a size 54 Jerome Bettis jersey. To like was, be in character or to like just yeah, that's what I was your like, swag was. Yeah, I was 5'7", 180, wearing a size 54 Jerome Bettis jersey. So <laughs> I go back in the in the waiting room and and I'd never met Mark Wahlberg. Uh, comes out of the room. I didn't even know he was in that theater because you couldn't see shit. Right. And he comes out and he's like motioning to someone like this, like, come here. And I'm like, look at him, he's fucking motioning at me. Yo, like, oh, yo the bus, get over here. I'm yeah. like, yeah, bus. Yeah. Here. So I Take walk over park in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he throws his arm around me and he's like, listen, I don't want to make you nervous or fuck you up, but I'm just giving you a heads up. You're kind of blowing it. Wow. I went, I'm like, what? I am. <laughs> he's like, look, that was fine. What you did in there was fine, but that was not what I was watching in all your previous tapes. I'm like, Oh shit. You watch my tapes. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Like, he's like, look, I, stick to the script or not just go in there and like be a little more yourself and let it fly. And just like, this is the moment, like you got to do it now. Mm -hmm. So that was like the greatest cup of coffee in the world. I walked yeah. away from yeah, that sure. and I'm like, I, I, and then I, I think I got paired up next with Kevin Connolly and we went in there to do a scene. And I remember they're like trained in that audience to never laugh or give you any right. idea that you're doing well or not. And we got some laughs oh, nice. in the scene and then they started sending people home one by one. And that very last moment where it was the three of us on stage, Adrian wasn't there. Uh, cause I think he was in New York or something. And, um, yeah, we were the last guys standing, but yeah, Mark yeah. told me I was blowing it. Do you remember <laughs> who the other guys were that were auditioning for turtle? Like, was it anyone that like became like famous for something else or that we would like a name we would know or, uh, 
Honestly, I swear to you, I don't. Um, again, Damn. this is in 2003, bro. Right. <laughs> this is this is a long time yeah. ago. Uh, in an I, alternate universe, we're potting with like another dude, fucking, right. you know, John and, Doe. If Mark Wahlberg yeah, didn't tell turtle. you, if Mark Wahlberg didn't tell you that yeah. he'd fucking suck an ass, you yeah. know, it would be somebody yeah. else in that chair. There, and that there is a chair. world. Yeah, there is a world where he doesn't tell me that I'm sucking. That I don't. Yeah. yeah. He's I, making I don't. sandwiches at some other guy's deli. Right. Exactly. Buddy, I think I had a shift at Boston Market that night. I think <laughs> I really do. I think I and I think From I kept Boston that Market job. to the Patriots quarterback. It's full right. circle, ladies and gentlemen. I think I kept that job after even we shot the pilot. So I'm like, really? you never know with these pilots. They don't that's like that's up. like Ron Artest when he, he got drafted. He worked at Circuit City to get that discount and be the plug. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. He's like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta look out for Plan B. <laughs> yeah. Shout well, out Jerry, Mark uh, Wahlberg for changing the course of history. I will say it is this will come out after 9/11. And if Mark was on that plane, he said it himself things would have gone down a little bit differently. So shout out to the American <laughs> hero, Patriot Mark Wahlberg. Jerry, uh, from making fucking minimum wage at Boston Market to making, just getting those HBO bags. When it, when the pilot was picked up and the show started rolling and you got that first paycheck in the mail, because I think this was before direct deposit was possible. <laughs> what was the first big purchase you made when that mm. first check hit? Uh Definitely Boston Jordans. Not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, but I think, and I'm trying. I think uh, trying to remember which. Uh, I think I might have bought some Laney Fives. Oh shit! I want to say I think I bought some Laney Fives, and uh, I leased a car. Again, I did not have a right. car. <laughs> what was when it, we what shot were that pilot. What were you whipping back then? Yeah, what was I that first I, Hollywood I, whip? I, I think I leased uh, Infinity M45, Ooh. black on black, Hell with yeah. some twenties, some spin- uh, spinners with the spinners. Yeah. No spinners, no, no, no spinners. Wells. I don't know if spinners were a thing yet. Uh, maybe they were back then. I think that was like the peak. That would have been era. peak yeah. spinner. Okay, no, I did not get spinners, but yeah, I, I think I leased the car because I did not have a car right. at that point. And LA without a car is like, oh yeah being on the moon without oxygen. Yeah. Like, you're, like Vinny, you're like Vinny Chase, bro. You need a driver. Exactly. Yeah, but I wasn't making the Vinny Chase money yet at, <laughs> exactly. that, at that point. Well, when you did blow up and you were making that Vinny Chase money, did you ever get your own turtle as Jerry Ferrara? No, because I mean, to be, to be completely honest, I, and I never really, and maybe I just have never been busy enough to do like the assistant and assistant number one and two and the driver. Like I, I never had any kind of an assistant really, or driving like none of that because I like doing those things. I I like fucking driving. I like putting on music and driving Mm -hmm. myself. I like humble genius. Yeah. Get my you own coffees like, and do yeah. you didn't tell like that. you didn't tell Paul from Staten Island to uh, <laughs> you know you fly the homies out and like put them See, on payroll. That's, that's the good thing about my friends from back home is they would have came out, but they would have made me drive them. Right? Like, they, don't, <laughs> they don't they don't care at all right. about <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, the only thing I ever really did spring for, but this was more when I was trying to get in shape, and it wasn't like a chef who like came over and prepared like a five course meal for <laughs> 10 people. It was a, a, a guy who literally would come over and like cook like three days worth of food for me. That was all yeah. healthy and leave right. it in the fridge. That's the, that's the only real, cause I can't cook. That's the only thing I sprung <laughs> for that. Yeah. But no, the, man, only, like the only Italian man who can't cook. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Italian moms. I mean, I guess my, you're right. Yeah. You have been baby in the morning. It's like good fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pulling out just frying up some sausages. Them. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about the fucking fits that graced the back and dome and feet of Turtle throughout mm. Entourage. What was? Do you have a favorite fit of his that you still can point to and be like, that's the one? Look, okay, we could really look back yeah. some of the early season <laughs> Turtle outfits and um, 
whew, some rough ones in there early on, like visor, right. with like <laughs> sweatsuit, sh- but not sweat like pant, like short sweat short zip yeah. ups. Like, like there was some shorts. <laughs> there was exactly. Yo, it sounds like you have PTSD, dude. <laughs> in a few years, you might see this shit start to come back. Oh, for so sure. If you kept any of the wardrobe and you start busting out again, you might fucking blow up on TikTok. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, should we make that TikTok account where I, cause I do, honestly, I do have like a couple of plastic tubs filled with wow. early season one, two, and three turtle outfits. Uh, a lot of allure, a lot of allure. If you did a turtle <laughs> outfit of the day, TikTok, you would go so viral, dog. Well, maybe we, you guys could help produce oh, that. We would love, we would love to. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> your when, well, we're going to ask you for like, uh, we're going to ask you for a fit pick for promotion. Maybe, maybe you bust out some of the old shit for that. Oh, pick, if you I want, got, I, I have the, do you remember the, the, there was a, I think it was, yeah, it was season one. I think maybe it was season two. Actually, there was a, a giant's Jersey that says turtle on the back. Oh, uh, fuck I, yes. I have that one. Fuck that one's, yes. So maybe I'll throw that. I have the giant hat too. I could literally recreate that whole entire album. Dude. We, oh, I mean, yeah. listen, it's up to you. We don't want to like put you on blast like that, but if you want to wear the custom turtle giants Jersey, we will blast it out to as many people as possible. Let's do it. I have <laughs> okay. a lot of the hats too. No one thought I had hair for the first like three or four years of entourage. Like I had this yeah. great, like Eddie Munster widow's peak hairline. And like, I was just in a hat. Every I remember, I remember episode. watching and feeling a little like, sh- like jarred. It was a little jarring when there was an episode where you like showed up without a hat for the first time Yeah, and you had a fucking full head of hair. I think it was the, there was an episode we did where Ari's daughter had her bat mitzvah Yeah, where we had to wear suits and stuff. It was the <laughs> yeah. introduction of uh, Emmanuel Shrieky's character Sloan. Mm, that was our right. first episode. And I had, I, I do remember people like, wow, you got a great fucking head of hair. I'm like, yeah, I know. They won't let me show it. It's, it's like, like that uh, Rick Ross line. So many shades. They thought I had a lazy eye. It's like, yo, just like <laughs> I contain multitudes, people. I have hair. Yeah. In that episode, Ari says to Turtle, uh, Turtle, smoke more weed. Like he just sees how high you are. If you had to do the math, how many metric tons of marijuana do you, did you have to smoke on set as Turtle? Wait, say that, like me as Jerry or like how much did the character smoke or how much? Yeah, stunt weed? Let me ask you this. What, you, what it, are it, you smoking it, when you're was smoking? Was it cap weed or was it the, yeah. the real okay. shit? Let's, let's, let's discuss this because there's <laughs> okay. a lot to unpack. Now, as much as I would have much, I would much rather lot to unroll. actually smoked real weed while working. You can't. Uh, hmm. some, some, it was post nine 11. It was, a, it was a weird time. You could yeah. maybe sneak in a joint to, but also the other thing, like I said, is you're, you're setting up for a 14 hour day. So right. if you're doing a scene where you got to smoke and it's nine 30 in the morning, do you really want to twist up a fat one, smoke <laughs> it and then be like, all right, uh, I, I'm here for another 12 hours. Sure. Um, I got to keep smoking. Yeah. Or you smoke your way through it, I guess. Yeah. Um, power through dude. <laughs> yeah. You just can't believe me. I would, if I could have, I would have for sure. Right. So what do you uh, smoke then on set? What do they give you? So back then there was this like herbal tobacco that looks exactly like weed. Uh, doesn't have any like nicotine or, any, or anything. And they say it's not harmful for you. Who knows? <laughs> oh. Back then it's like, sure, how you, whatever. How your lungs yeah. feel? How your lungs yeah. feeling today? Two, I mean, I'm holding up okay for now. <laughs> you sound good. I, yeah, I sound all right. Chest x-ray comes back pretty well. <laughs> um but yeah, that's kind of what you were what you were smoking. Or I would just Jewel, maybe just throw Jewel a little. V, it was Jewel uh, 1.0. Yeah, right. exactly. It really was. But yeah, I mean, but I will say, 
I was training for that my my whole yeah, right. teenage life. Yeah. I mean, I built for this. You yeah. want to talk about how much I smoked throughout the tea? I, I would always much rather smoke than drink. I was never like a drinker. I enjoy wine or mm-hmm. scotch. Or I'm not like a beer guy. I would always, since I was a teenager, like even when my friends were trying to sneak beer, I'd try to be like, let's sneak a joint. Yeah, spark um, up. So yeah, I just, but yeah, I definitely was uh, as a on your team, TikTok account. Um, one of the one one of three TikToks is about smoking blunts. Yeah, which is very cool. <laughs> Good way to connect with Gen Z, Jerry. I respect that. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, it's not really like we didn't do many blunts because then that's just harsh to smoke. But yeah, right, I, yeah, I remember. I mean, I was rolling blunts with one hand like this. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's, that's that, was always like craft. Thing, that was always the thing like in the scene where if you don't have a lot of lines, if you if you notice too, a lot of times I'm smoking, it's where I'm just kind of background in mm-hmm. a scene because it's like, look, I'm in this scene. It's going to take six hours to shoot. I have two lines where mm-hmm. I'm like literally called drama old or something. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, can we... I, I was like, can I smoke a joint in this scene? They're like, yeah, sure. So I would, I would get my little papers and my fake weed. And that would be like my business in the background right. while I say that one line <laughs> and it ended up becoming a, a cool character trait, I guess. What do you drink instead of Budweiser bottles? Which by the way is the best beer. Like what was the, what was the fake beer? Just like apple juice? Or, well, if you have like one of those tinted kind of bottles, you just throw water in there. Okay. Um, yeah. Back can't to the say pitch that we never quick. took an actual drink though while yeah, shooting. Right, right. Like if yeah. you don't have any dialogue, and it's like, all right, I'll, I'll take a sip. I'm not saying anything. Those, let me get one of those real boys. Yeah. Um, back to the fits though, because you you are from Bensonhurst. You are Brooklyn, born and raised. Did you consult at all on Turtles wardrobe? Uh, I wouldn't say like I consulted like here. I, we had like one big talk early on, and our costume designer Amy Westcott back then was very much like she knew right away like. And we kind of came up with like everything sort of matching, obviously the Jordans, Air Force Ones, all that right. stuff. So like I actually pushed hard against the the hat situation, meaning like to me, if you're a Yankee fan in New York, you wear the Yankee hat as is. You don't right. wear like a red one, a green right. one. So now Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That one always bothered me that we would kind of match the team. Like to mm-hmm. me, you just never um, do that. Right. right yeah. Like you find another hat to wear. Don't wear a red Yankee hat with a red yeah. shirt, but whatever. I lost that fight. Uh, and there was, there was definitely some cool like alt Yankee hats over the right. years, but no, we kind of talked. it was jerseys. It, it, it wasn't stuff I was wearing at the time. I was 23. I was sort of growing out. It was more like, this is what I, cause he was the young one of the group. Right. This is how I kind of was doing it when I was like 18. Sure. So we would always talk a lot about, more so mid to late nineties Brooklyn than mm. what was happening now. With the big denim, the big, the yeah. big jean shorts. <laughs> oh, my big jean short. I mean, they, they, some might say they were pants. But they just, yeah. That showed a little, that showed a little yeah. ankle, a little Achilles. You see a little Achilles. <laughs> um, between the four of you guys, who was the biggest diva on set? Was it you? No, it wasn't me. I mean, honestly, the things that I would always see that are the most diva that can happen are like how long it could take you to get ready or like showing up on time. And like, we really didn't have that problem. Cause again, like it took me 10 minutes to get ready in the morning. Remember I'm wearing a hat. I don't have to do yeah. that. I just got to make sure my beard was like semi lined up. It's not like I'm getting flooded with makeup. I was definitely not the, you know, the heartthrob of the show. <laughs> you don't say so you what was my for job? yourself. Yeah. Later, but especially you sure early right? on, 
Like, what was my job? Like, no, know, know your lines, get be, be there on time. Those are really right. the only things that you could diva out about and drive the very expensive car. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, acting while driving. No, not, not, really? not as easy as you might think. Okay? Tom Hardy did a whole movie where he's driving and acting, but I guess that's because he's Tom Hardy. He could do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe he was on a trailer and they were making it. Yeah, right, probably. Also, he had, you see he, had, someone, he had no lines. <laughs> right. Anytime you see someone driving in a movie or a show and they are way too much like driving straight, but just going left, right, left, right, they're on a trailer. Right. And they're like trying to be conscious of like, oh shit, I'm driving. I got to make it look like I'm driving. No one drives like that. They're overcompensating. Anytime you see that, they're on a trailer and not actually driving. Hollywood secrets revealed. Coming up next on Throwing Fits. Jerry, the the project that you got going on right now is uh, you EP'd and you're starring in a movie called Dating and New York. So naturally got to ask, as we wrap up the entourage section of the podcast, between the four of you guys, who got the most ass? Uh, Listen, listen, listen. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of Hollywood secrets revealed. Life's not home. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you love to when someone doesn't want to answer a question, they fill it all up with like, listen, hey, well. Yeah, sure, totally, right. one of those things, if you really slow it down. Think about the early uh, 2000s. So, you know, rewind the clock and think about, yeah. No child left, you know, Bush era, you know. I don't necessarily know who got the most of whatever. Like, Mm. I, I, I only... I, I not fortunately and unfortunately, I was in relationships most of the time throughout. Oh, you blew it, entourage. I kind of blew it, I guess some would say. Uh, yep. But uh, it led me to this point. Um, if I had to guess, I, based on his pedigree and the pussy posse, I'm going to go with Kevin Connolly. That's just Larry speaking <laughs> on the CV. <laughs> Jerry's uh, just like, I don't know. Jordan shrug. I don't, you know, I don't know. I also it wasn't like a big kiss and tell situation. It wasn't like right. people came into work next day like, oh. Again, yeah. six in the morning with coffee, like one eye open. It wasn't like I was up till three. It just, it, it yeah. just wasn't fully like you that. Guys were pros. This is what I mean when I say people get disappointed, right? Like they want <laughs> that to be. They want to be like, oh, there's a two or three of the like Fredo and Godfather, two or three cocktail waitresses at a time. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't right. like that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I, I heard Adrian Grenier still a virgin to this day. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Mm-hmm. He actually he saved got, himself he, for uh, marriage. Yeah. He he yeah he was very unlucky with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'm he, sure. That, 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 you know, it actually the blue eyes they don't like blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. The Contra luscious the locks. Yeah. Right. No. Dark. Tall, dark, handsome, not no, a thing. No, that doesn't work. Not a thing. False. <laughs> Entourage is, is like, it's very much a, a period piece almost, right? Not just from like the fits that Turtle had or even like the fucking cars, but like in so many ways, it is so emblematic and so like stuck in a very specific time period. Do you think if Entourage, as it was, came on today, do you think it would pass muster in like the current climate of political correctness and, and cancel culture? Just, uh, I mean, maybe on one level, you know, people would be watching it almost like you said, like, wow, this is like something out of the the two thousands, but these mm-hmm. guys are doing it now. Like, maybe right. it would become popular because of something like that. I mean, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I just, I mean, I just don't. I mean, even right. if you go back and look at some of the old episodes, like it just was a different time, and the way people spoke to each other was different, and mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean. The, the Ari character. How do you, yeah. I mean, we actually did an episode, not that Ari was canceled, but we did an episode where he got like secretly recorded and right. the, the, one of the female agents was going to release the tapes and yeah. you he got divorced over it and stuff like that. And that was back in 2008. So Entourage predicted yo, cancel culture. Entourage, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not bury the lead here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I do think though, 
there could be an entourage reboot, but I, in my opinion, not with us. I think you got to like start mm. over. With so not what they're cat. doing with Sex in the City, like oh, but a whole new what they're doing with Gossip Girl to use another HBO. Exactly, product. I would say more gossip. Well, yeah, because and also like everyone always said Entourage compared Entourage and Sex in the City. Right. Like, I I am very grateful for the success of Entourage, but let's not kid ourselves. Sex in the City was like a monumental mm-hmm. global phenomenon. They did two movies. I think you guys only got. Wait, do you got how many? You guys got one movie or we did one. They did two, one, yeah, and they're yeah. back on the air. Yeah, again. right. Like, okay. That shows yeah. you the. Right, you guys right. never. You guys never sold any Jimmy Choo's. Right. Exactly. exactly. No. Yeah. So just, uh, just Air Force Ones. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I definitely think if you used like the entourage as like a model general you know, conceit I, of like a, a yes. kid from Queens and his homies from home come in and fuck up the system out in fucking la la land. Right. Yeah. Because I guess like, I, I don't want to say this is what hurt the show later. Cause I don't think it hurt, but like once the Vince character and all the guys became really successful and it wasn't so much like, Hey, we got to, you know, win in this situation like right. the stakes got i want to say they got lower but they did right. like what's the yeah. all right vince doesn't get the movie okay he's got 30 million dollars <laughs> yeah whatever and he, he's got all his friends with him he's a good looking guy like he's gonna be all right like it's <laughs> yeah. fine yeah so it, it definitely became harder to like create the obstacles to overcome right. as the show went on jerry in a time where like new ip seems few and far between have there been like conversations and rumblings about another movie or a special or some type of reunion I, not, not to me. I know there, there's definitely rumblings out there on, on the internet that I've seen, but I, I don't know. I, I don't. Would you be down? It's such a trick question, right? Because like, <laughs> uh, of course I, I like, I, I, I love the guys. Right. I love doing it. It, it, it literally changed my entire life. So mm-hmm. yeah. But then on like, on the flip side to that, it's like, what more are we right. going to do? What can be said? Yeah. <laughs> How we have to really restructure. Smoke? Like, what, do we have kids now? Yeah, I'm 41 right. years old. Like, what right. do we do? Are we all living together still? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you right? are. Yeah. Like, are we in an old age home at this it's point? It's absolutely like, sad and pathetic, but yes, you're all still living together. You guys, band, you guys band together alone. to launch it. You guys band together to launch a TikTok house. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, is Vince Hype broke house. and now lives with Turtle and Turtle's still rich? Like, what is Johnny? Mm. Like, is Johnny Drama? What is he? Is he hosting a podcast? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What he's are a, he's we a doing? spokesman for uh, yeah. calf, calf well, implants. The world may never know, but uh, those are all really good ideas, yeah. by the way. I don't know if anyone was listening, but Jerry's yeah, got some good that, bitches. <laughs> yeah, all that IP some, uh, belongs to the three of us. Let's talk about your current project, which is this movie, Dating in New York. Yes. A modern day rom-com out right now. Mm-hmm. You exe- you, you're in it, right? You have like a, a small role. Like how big is your role in it? Uh, small role, but kind of, uh, help narrate the, oh, tell the story and tell the story a little bit. So, uh, you, you feel my presence. Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you can't talk really about my fits too much. I was one right. outfit, very yeah. uh, uniform, so to speak. <laughs> but you executive produced it with a first time, like feature length director, our boy Jonah Feingold as EP. What was like the one piece of advice that you kept giving him so that he could execute the vision uh, as as executive as executive producer, help him get the film done. I mean, it, it, there definitely wasn't like just one thing, but a lot of the things that I I kept reminding him and just urging him to do is like it's so easy. Directing is hard. Think about like all the departments that are in a movie, sound, hair, all this yeah. stuff, and then you have the heads of those departments. Then you have the director who is the head of all the heads of the department. So I would always just try to tell him like 
don't look too far down of like what you're shooting on Friday or Monday, like really try to lock in on like what the work is for that day. And you really can't, you just can't look too far ahead. I know we all try to and like get out in front of things. And I don't think on a set as a director, it kind of works that way. Right. And, um, the other thing I tried reminding them of too, is and I guess it's cause I'm an actor. It's like, you know, definitely give people like their time and like hear them out. And like, sometimes you work with some people and it's like, no, no, do it like this, like this, like this is how I want it. And that's fine. That works. And TV could be a lot like that, but with movies, it's kind of all hands on deck to, to create what's going on. So, and I don't know, Joan is a like first time feature director, but Joan has been directing stuff yeah. for a while and has been like, I always say it's like you're an overnight success after like seven years of grinding. Like right, it sure. really quite yeah. work like that. And he's definitely like a little, the little brother I always wanted for sure. That's I never awesome. had, I don't have a younger sibling. Shout out Jonah. Thank you. Jonah's for set- a man. Yeah. Thanks for setting this first, up, bro. Was this your first time EPing a feature length film? Uh, I produced a documentary, which is very, very different. I did a, a music doc called uh, a band called death, uh, mm. which is, awesome. And, and, and I, I EP the show that we did one year, but no, as far as like a, a low budget indie, I've acted in them. I know what they take <laughs> on like the acting side yeah, and yeah. I know what that's like, but no, definitely not on the, on the producing side. And is that something you want to get more into? Oh, for sure. Uh, for several reasons. One, it's like, you know, I, <laughs> I'm sure I'll, yeah. yeah, well, it's just like, <laughs> Once kids kind of come into the picture, like five years ago, if I got a call, be like, Hey, you want to go do this low budget indie in, you know, Russia? And it's like, (laughs) yeah, why not? I ain't got shit going on. Let's go. Whereas now, whenever I do get calls for a movie or a show, I'm not saying my phone rings off the hook, but I do get job offers. I've noticed my questions now in fatherhood have become, okay, where is it? Mm -hmm. How long? Where it used to be like, who's directing, who wrote it, who else is in it? Now I ask those things like later because I'm <laughs> right, trying to right, figure right. out how yeah. do I pull this off. So with producing, I think it's uh, the chance to also create a more healthier like home life sure, workflow. Sure. But also like I love acting, I do. But you know, you're you're a part. You know, well, I, I want a little more. I, not, that's right. not yeah, even, yeah. like more control. I just want a little more. I have more. You want to play creativity. God. There's li- well, there's limits more to, stakes. to it. There's sometimes, yeah. and maybe that's just the TV part too, but there's like limits to how far you could push a character sometimes. Well, that's so funny that uh, you talked about, you know, the, the time requirements because Jonah actually told me that while you may be in your physiologically mid forties or sorry, early forties, <laughs> he said that mentally you're 96 years old <laughs> and that this is something that you milk as much as possible when it comes to shooting hours. Yes. How many times, how many times did you pull the EP card to get out of doing work on this film? (laughs) I mean, you know what I would say? Here's what I would say to him (laughs) as a joke. Uh, I did like two scenes in a Clint Eastwood movie, Sully. I don't know if I remember Sully. Right. Mm -hmm. I did two scenes. If you blink, you really do miss me. But it was more about like, I, you know, even though I was in the movie for 30 seconds, I was still on set for like 30 hours. right? Right. So that's 30 hours and watching Clint Eastwood do his thing. And it is very much, you know, you do a take or two and then he, you move on. So whenever I felt like uh, we're kind of beating this, uh, beating the drum here, I would just look at Joan and be like, Eastwood moves on right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, yeah. knowing him. What and would after, Clint do? 
Eastwood yeah. work. Eastwood moves on, and he call he calls rap, and we're on our way home. But Jonah, uh, no, Jonah is more one. of a Stanley Kubrick, you know, a lot yeah, of takes. You know, it's thirty nine <laughs> degrees, and, and it's two o'clock in the morning. No, let's do another one, Jonah. Come on, let's <laughs> let's do another one. But uh, those such are a little jokes. eager beaver, bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> those are all those are all jokes. We we definitely got everything we needed, but I I, I, I will say, um, and I guess maybe this is like the the last two years of just not being able to work as much because of like sure. the world and stuff like that. Like I, I'm much more inclined now to be like, you know what? I, I yeah. Like let's, let's keep doing the acting. Yeah. I'm going to keep producing and making stuff. And I sold the show to HBO and I sold some other stuff, but like, congrats, man. That's it. Producing the dating in New York was more about helping Jonah get this movie made. Um, and he kind of pulled like he, pulled off a miracle. Like the movie was sold. It's out in theaters. Now it's on yeah. iTunes and the cast was like already kind of blowing up before we shot yeah. the movie. Then we shoot the movie and then the cast blows up even more as the movie's about to come out. Like, you know, Jabuki, Kat Cohen, Francesca, like everyone's like going to a whole other level and the movie hasn't even come out yet. It's just yeah. out. So right, right, it's right. really cool to watch. Well, so the movie's about two millennials that are kind of like can't find love in New York. They're on the fucking apps and you just realize that, you know, maybe they're going about it all wrong. And I'm sure whether it's just from the movie itself, and I'm sure that you put in the R&D on like modern dating, what sticks out to you as someone that's not dating and happily married? What sticks out to you in the current world of dating that just blows your fucking mind? Oh, man, so many things. And this is what Jonah and I's friendship was built on, right? Because I think he's dating each other? 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We dated for two years. No, yeah. just, you know, he, I'm married guy with kids. He's a single guy uh, looking for love or whatever. <laughs> and he's on the apps. And so we would just talk. And I was just so fascinated, like, as someone who has never obviously been on any kind of dating app. Mm -hmm. there, there is a turtle line. The there is a, a turtle line that talks about uh, dating girls online. Cause you, yeah, you get all the small talk bullshit out of the way. And when you show up, you're <laughs> down to fuck. <laughs> I mean, in, re in the real world, turtle oh, yeah. invented a dating app. was probably yeah, what would right. happen. Yeah, right. For uh, sure. <laughs> and, or maybe that's the, that's the new reboot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with some of the things I was most shocked by was how like it's, Jonah was going on a first date, right? One time. And this was in, I was living in, I was in Williamsburg and that's where they're, I, I kind of gave him, he's like, what should I do with this, with this girl? I want to like make it kind of cool, whatever. And I just went back to my first date scenario. I recommended a restaurant to him. Okay. In Williamsburg. And he go next day, talk to him. Like, so how'd it go? He's like, what did you do? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why would you send me to that place? I'm like, you said you wanted like a cool first day. He's like, yeah, like a place to like get a drink and talk. And like, that was like a real, like, that's where you go on like Valentine's. Oh, <laughs> damn. Wait, what was the restaurant? Uh, I think it was called Aurora in Williamsburg, okay. oh, right? Yeah, right no, that on, on, yeah, on Grand Street. That is <laughs> yeah. a pretty damn. romantic place. Probably. It's like where you, it's where you propose. There's literally a wedding. It's a wedding venue. <laughs> <laughs> you blew it, Jerry. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I might have even talked him into like a scooter ride, like take a scooter ride. So it was, it was, like I planned a, a first date and yeah. that, like, that's what I would have did. So he was very upset about that. The other <laughs> thing I was blown away by is just how out in the open everything is, meaning like you could go meet someone for a drink and be like, Hey, uh, you know what? This isn't really working out. It's nine o'clock. I got like, I'm going to go. And it's like, you don't have to do the whole dinner. Let's get Song to like, if dance, you yeah. feel like the vibes aren't there right away, you could, you could bail early and it's not disrespectful. And I'm not saying that's what happens at all 
dating, but right. just some just of the stories me. and <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, I just remember just with being guys a, that are particularly bad at it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember being on a bad date where maybe I was bad and just being like, "Wow, we're here, we're here for like two and a half hours. Let's buckle up. <laughs> <Strap> and, yeah, <laughs> let's get through this." You know, whereas seek out back, smoke, have a little something, something. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've even like have some younger friends who it's like, yeah, I'm like, I have a date at eight and then I'm meeting a date at 10. And it's not even like, uh, mm. these are like, you know, just trying to like get laid kind of dates. Sure. It's like, no, these are like dates. Like we're going to go <laughs> see if we like each other. I'm like, yeah. wow, man. It's like speed dating. Right. In a whole other cooler way. As someone that is very happily married, just great family, great home life. What's the one piece of dating advice that you, Jerry, would give to someone who's dating in 2021? Besides yeah. go to Aurora and Williamsburg because that is <laughs> well, yeah. Don't advice. well, don't ask me where to go on a first date if you're not looking to get <laughs> yeah, engaged. Right. Apparently, a uh, couple things I would say I would I would always always say like like take your fucking time. Like you really like it, it is not a sprint; it's a marathon. So if it's someone you like, take your time at all. But the other thing I would say is like what I learned is everyone's always kind of talking about like what they want in a relationship or a person. Like I want the and. I don't think you could do that. I think no. it's more about what you don't want because right. I think what you want is always going to change. Like you may mm. not want to travel right now and say, Hey, I just want to stay home. The world's weird. And you may find someone who agrees with that. And it's like, Oh, great. But then in five years, you'd be like, I want to go everywhere. And that person still may be like, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. And I told you that up front. <laughs> and we knew this. So yeah. uh, I think it's more like, I don't think you're going to wake up one day and say, Hey, I want to, I want to. I want to date a lifetime criminal. I didn't want to a year ago, but now I do. My, my, my don't wants have changed. Bad boys. Yeah. 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 I think like what you don't want and that stuff is pretty cool. And I would also say, I quote this line that I think my uncle said to me, no one ever said I saw all the red flags, but they went away. Yeah, true. <laughs> like usually the red flags. Those are like, firmly planted in the ground. Yeah. Like has a friend of yours ever been like, there's so many red flags, but you know, what? just one day all went away. Yeah. It worked itself out beautifully. Worked itself out, just, just quietly <laughs> drifted off into the night. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like um, a big character in this movie, like all great New York films, is New York City itself, the greatest city in the world. Mm -hmm. Not just yeah. New York City, New York in the fall. Arguably <sighs> top two seasons, if and I'm not talking two. Yeah, for real. Did filming this movie make you miss New York City? Well, when we filmed it, I was still living in I was still living in New York. Okay. So at that time, no. But I will say uh it was obvious, it wasn't like uh, oh hey, we could shoot it in the fall if you want. It was like, no, no, no. This movie is about summer's over, you know, where it's cuffing maybe uh, yeah, it's a little more about cuffing season, <laughs> a little more about okay, let's let's find someone to hibernate with over the winter. And also, like you said, New York is just absolutely breathtaking in the fall. And Speaking of the fits, it's like mm -hmm. we'll get into that if you want. It's like just like it's easily. the best time to dress, you know. Oh man, like Layering. I, I, <laughs> I always appreciated growing up in New York and living in New York for so long. Like yeah, like first month of summer, like shorts, t-shirts. But then I'm like, God, I miss fucking sweaters. Yeah, sure. I miss sweat. Like let's get to that, you know. Yeah. So sweater weather. <laughs> yeah, but that was a very intentional, yeah. intentional thing. Like this movie needs to be in the fall, and I think the movie reflects that. And my favorite line from the trailer and the movie, which, uh, you know, it's a shot of Jabuki and Fran having like their first kiss. And Jabuki says like only in New York, could you kiss in front of a pile of garbage and it's still yeah. romantic and you widen out and it's trash night in New yeah. York. And we all know what that looks like yeah. and it's still and what it smells like. like and what it smells like, but it still looks like the most romantic shit yeah. ever. 
even with all the giant trash bags everywhere. <laughs> Jabuki has a fire coat. Like, were you and Jonah as two Johns enthusiasts? Were you guys nerding out and like heavily involved over the fits? Well, our, our, you know, wardrobe department and hope like was very clear on that. Like, you know, obviously she had like the vision, but yeah, yeah. and you've met Jonah, like Jonah, you know, yeah. Jonah's always in some kind of, you know, sweatshirt with various Disney characters on it <laughs> or, you know, just like, but, uh, no, I mean, Jabuki's sweater game in the movie yeah. is like insane. He's a stylish guy himself too. Jabuki. Oh yeah, stylish, for, for sure. sure. But like, yeah, if you're if you're looking for some fall inspiration, there you go. Definitely check out Jabuki. Just what he's wearing throughout the whole, and and all the characters with Jabuki sweater game. I was like, is he taking these? Because if he's not, I think <laughs> yeah, right. I could drop like three or four yeah. pounds and get down the like you know kind of a similar height. Right, <laughs> in his wardrobe down, but I didn't get anything. Damn, Jabuki took it all. Yeah, probably. See it. Yeah. He's just a young, hungry actor just reselling yeah. wardrobe on grills. <laughs> nah, I, just, I, I mean, look, maybe one he's day. He's doing pretty well for himself. 20 years from now when he's on this podcast. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, hey, Jabuki, we'll still be podcasting. Those, do you have any yeah. of those clothes? From- Damn, you think it's going to take us 20 years to book Jabuki? I hope Jonah can finesse it like you a little bit better, but okay. All right. I'm just saying when the movie becomes more vintage, like mm, Turtle right. 2004 sure, sure, sure. Right, right, right. short sweats. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, okay. So New York, obviously such a fucking character in this film and in so much, so many cinematic moments throughout uh, history. Another veritable New York institution that you've been involved with is 50 Curtis Jackson, 50 (laughs) cent. What was it like working with him on power? So oddly enough, 50 did a cameo in entourage. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also one of the biggest, I mean, that meme is on my feed all day long. (laughs) Like someone just putting that up there. Uh, And another funny way cameos work that was initially scripted for Kobe. Oh, but, um, shit. I think it was in season and it was, and it was very obviously like with Kobe, it was like, yeah, he was, if it's basketball season, he's playing basketball. He ain't doing shit else. So it was like, a, <laughs> it was like, it wasn't like the Mannings canceling. It was like a right. love you guys, but I got a pass. So 50 came in and a uh, quick story from that is I think that was his own car that he shipped out to do the cameo. That was his car from his collection that he <laughs> shipped out either from the, or from one of his various houses to right. LA, I think just to do that two minute cameo. <laughs> um, Damn that rocks dude. Shout out 50 said he shot his own car out for like a two minute scene. That's I'm true. 50 behavior. That's fire. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so met him on that. And then uh, uh, another movie I did, he had a cameo when he played himself called Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So got to talk with him more and empower, you know, a power was like a dream for me. Cause I, I always liked, drama kind of stuff more. No, I just, I just always thought that that's what I was better at. And I ended up doing comedy for so long. I actually don't think I'm good at comedy at all. (laughs) So power. And also I love the crime shows like Sopranos wire, break it like that kind of shit, you know, drug deals, all that. (laughs) So power was very much a chance to, to do that after years of not doing that. So uh, power was a dream, man. It really was. And talk about like, talk about the entourage fan base, but power fans are like, the Huge. most yeah. rabid, like they want, like people really want me to represent them in court if they ever needed a lawyer. Like they think I'm a real lawyer, and I, I wish you're I, a real lawyer. I would say, like I am, I'm not a smart guy. I wish <laughs> I was smart enough to be, but I'm not. I need help saying those words on the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ever with Fifty when? Uh, did you ever watch his process of posting on Instagram because his fucking <laughs> IG is insane? Like I don't know what's no. going on there. 
I, I, I've not like watched it close up. He, he directed episodes of power as well. So I do remember one time on the episode he was directing where, uh, you know, you, you get these long breaks and we were on a long break in this area. And like, he, he gets on his phone and he's like typing something or whatever and smiling. And I don't remember <laughs> what he posted, but it was him post. I'm like, Oh wow. He's doing it. Yeah. It's like white, right watching now. Michelangelo paint the right. Sistine chapel. <laughs> oh shit. He's, he's painting right <laughs> now. Yeah. And uh, the artist at work that and the whole, like what he was doing the, like, if you owe him money stuff, whatever that was, I was like, listen, <laughs> do, you, do you ever owe him 50 cent money? I won't even, I, I like, I won't even want to go to dinner with him if he's paying. I'm right, like, right. Nope. Uh, separate checks, please. I, good. He's I'm not, good, yeah. he's not paying for my meal. <laughs> I, I, my goal in life is to hopefully never owe him any money. Uh, nothing like that. Did you ever yeah. post a photo, like a selfie of you guys? And like, what, what liquor did he hashtag under it? <laughs> Uh, he posted something like years ago. I don't know. I don't know which whatever one he was yeah, whatever. Know, promoting. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he's working on. Yeah. Um. Yo, as, water. as an actor and as a uh, burgeoning executive producer, is do you have a dream actor that is on your kind of like bucket list of um, people to work with? I mean, it's unfortunate, right? My that. A guy I I love like Michael K Williams who just recently passed Damn, away. Yeah, who, true. And we talk about like New York actors and stuff like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. I sure. I had the pleasure of getting to know him. Speaking of that Williamsburg building I was living in, where I sent Jonah to Aurora, Michael <laughs> K lived in that building. Oh wow! And we have the same agent. So one day my agent calls me up and he's like, uh, "Michael K it, like saw you in his building, wants to talk to you." I'm like, "Fuck hell yeah, let's do this!" And yeah. I linked up with him. We a couple of times we took a train to like Knicks games together. And like, I just like, to me, that dude's a hall of famer. And again, I, I, he knew I told him how much I love, but I, I just never really even said, cause I don't, I don't want to come off as just like a giant fanboy. So I right. never fully was like, dude, I fucking love your, like everything you've done. But that yeah. is someone I always like in my mind, I've been lucky enough to like, there's been people I've always wanted to work with and it's worked out and he right. would, he was someone I would have loved to have worked with, but, uh, yeah, you know, but he's Big the man RP. and like Gandolfini is always that for me too. Like I mm -hmm. love Gandolfini, yeah, I think dude. is my favorite actor of sure, kind of God. Yeah. my generation minus the De Niro's and all that stuff. Did you ever um, get to meet him through his yeah. TV through daughter? I, I met him briefly. Uh, he produced, um, that documentary on HBO, a live day memories, I believe it was, I think it was about soldiers who were like wounded and almost like died at war, but were saved. Mm -hmm. And I went to the screening of that and, uh, you know, he was executive producer. He did all the interviews. Were you with, was, were you with, I, uh, the plus one of Meadow Soprano? <laughs> I think I was, I think Jamie and I were dating. Yes, yes, we were. Yes. Because he did also give me a little talk, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were at whatever, like after the screening, having a drink and, um, he, he came over to me and he said, he's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta be a jerk off. I'm like, what? He's like, the, some of the, the, the guys and girls from the movie, you know, the soldiers like want to, the veterans, like they, they love your show. They want to take a picture of you. I hate asking. I'm like, hate asking me. Right. Like, first of all, don't ever hate asking. And second of all, that's like an odd, like that's a no brainer. Let's go. Right. And went over there, took some photos. And then he did, I, I believe it was that night did give me the, like, <laughs> like, she's not my real daughter. She's like my TV daughter, but I love but, her like a daughter. So yeah. like, just like, give me the, like, behave yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Your fucking that's P's incredible. And P's, your P's right. and Q's, you know, wow. behave yourself. But, um, I mean, shit, there's so many good actors. My problem is like, I, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting to that age where I'm bad with names. 
<laughs> you just can't even remember. <laughs> do you, like, do you, have a dream, do you have a dream director you would want to yeah. work with, whether as an EP or, or uh, acting for them? I mean, obviously, I would have loved to work with Scorsese. You know, it's uh, everyone I know, like everyone I know, I feel like was in The Irishman, but me. <laughs> but you. <laughs> Like, and I auditioned for it. Oh, shit. Oh, like, uh, yeah. No, literally. Uh, what part, like any part or something specific? Um, I auditioned for the, the part character. of, yeah, Russell Buffett. Young De Niro. <laughs> young, young Frank Shear. No, um, yeah. the Jimmy Hoffa Pacino's character's like stepson who was okay. played by um, Jesse Plemons, who's oh, in yeah. everything. Like, dude, right, it's right, unbelievable. Right. So I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that. That was just not it. Yeah, I, like, my buddy Dom was in there, Dom Lombardozzi. Uh, a lot of my friends were in <laughs> that movie. Um, God, there's so many. Wait, did you, so did you get many. to go on set? Did you, no, uh, no, let no. your friends invite you? No, okay. I don't think, uh, unless you're either like De Niro or Pesci, I don't know if you're having set visitors on that. <laughs> okay, one. got it. All right, good to know. Again, more Hollywood insider insights from our man. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, uh, uh, Dom's buddy Jerry's gonna stop <laughs> yeah. by. Yeah. Hey, maybe Paul, if I brought everybody Paul from coffee. Staten Island, Paul from Staten yeah. Island right. in town, uh, maybe he can Maybe if I brought know. everybody coffee, they would have let me. <laughs> Scorsese never had, Marty never had a cameo on Entourage, right? Or was he? Did. he... Oh, he, he did. did. So you met he him. Did. Uh, no, no, but so Damn. some of the cameo, like LeBron did a cameo. I wasn't in that scene. Mm, Scorsese man. wasn't in that scene. Steve Damn. Nash wasn't in that one. Mickelson <laughs> wasn't in that one. You remember so, all these names. <laughs> all the ones that like, I'm like, oh, that would have been so cool to yeah. be there that day. <laughs> and I'm not. So any oh. Nick or any, uh, like New York sports, any New York athlete besides we know about Eli, but like, I don't know, like was Jeter ever in it or anything? No, but, uh, Amari during the height of Amari in New York, which was like his first year, uh, <laughs> was on, um, Strahan was on okay. Mark Teixeira. A couple of Yankees were on. No, there was some, there's definitely obviously some a rod, a rod was on. There's some New York love. All right. Sick. All right. Well, Jerry, now a huge part of your life. And it is, <laughs> it's funny. Um, we had our first live show a few days ago and our agent was there and we're like, yo, we're, we're potting with Jerry Ferrara. Do you guys, you know him? And our agent was like, yo, be like, tell him that I fucking love his social media around his kids. Yeah. Cause she's just like, I, I just love watching him be a dad. Yeah. The thing is about this kids true? is Are you trolling me. No, right this now? is real. No, this, I was, is real. this is, this is hand to God. This actually Shout out Marissa at WME. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about kids is that uh, they grow up and when they grow up, are you excited to um, be involved in dressing them and helping them get fits off? <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Or are you a hands-off kind of guy and it's like, yeah, go crazy. Laissez-faire. <laughs> listen, there is nothing hands-off about me as a dad right now. And I don't say that like thinking like I, I'm doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. It's like what you should do, right? Right. The 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 fits part is like super frustrating for a while. And I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm learning now. His diaper right? does like, not slap. <laughs> yeah. find out, well, no, I find out I'm having like a son uh, there's, there's just a lot. Jordan's everywhere. Like I'm right. ready to go. And like, he doesn't give a shit right? Yeah. <laughs> about some uncomfortable, clunky, you know, bread ones that I want him to wear when he's a year old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's now almost two and a half and I've, I've, I've started to weaken his defenses and <laughs> he just started like a little yeah. Montessori two-year-old school, right. Whatever the toddler school. And both my wife and I very much like that first day. Whoo, 
he was looking good. Second day looking good. I will say though, by like the next week where it's like, we got to get you out of the house. Let's go. Like, yeah. You're just hoping they have stuff on yeah, like, yeah. the right way. And is not completely dirty, but no, I cannot wait again. I don't ever, I, I find myself thinking as a dad, a lot of like, look, I would love my sons to love sports because I love sports and it'll give mm-hmm. us something to talk about, but I'm not, I don't want him to love it. Cause I want, I love it. I want right. him to, but if he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't, all good. Yeah. Similarly, like I want to whisper to him now, like, dude, if you like Jordans, odds are we're going to be the same shoe size. You yeah. have a lot of shit coming to you, bro. Say, you better pray. <laughs> like, you better pray to be a nine and a half, man. And especially or my 10. oldest, like you're going to get to that stuff first. Yeah. So you, if you play your cards right, <laughs> right, yo, if you like, uh, have to worry about that. If you like South Pole or you know Pelly <laughs> yeah. Pelly's, bro, yeah, gosh, like dude. Mark Echo. <laughs> So like, you know, I, I am excited also for the the time where we could start discussing, you know, what he's going to wear that day. And again, I want him to do what he wants to do and figure it out on his own. But like, I'm here for some suggestions right. and uh, you can EP those fits if you need to. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I'll tell you when you're son, you look stupid. Yeah, so right. you, know, son, <laughs> you look ridiculous, but you go ahead. You, yeah. you wear, do you. You, you, yeah, sure. Neon all day. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Um, Jerry Lawrence and I, our business acumen isn't too sharp. Hence, we um, are you know full time podcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we do want to enter the throwing fits business corner this section of the podcast, PM. and mm-hmm. I will start this off with a direct question, which is just how much money do you make? <laughs> uh, yearly or monthly? Oh, oh, most Whoa, most guests don't guests? answer regardless. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not going to answer, but I'm going like, <laughs> to let you think I'm going okay. to. To be quite right, honest, well like. <laughs> I don't really know. All I know is the shit goes like this. And what right, you can't right, see because right. this is audio is I'm doing a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, right. Up, <laughs> down, like, yeah. oh, wow. Made made a lot of them. Oh, wow. You didn't make any money this year. Oh, wow. Dizzying highs, like a, terrifying lows. Right. Yeah. You, you made a lot of money valleys. this year. Congrats. Oh, you didn't make anything. Like, nothing. Like, you literally <laughs> didn't make any money. So, that's what, what, that's what I could say. Besides <laughs> your kids and um, home life. What do you like to spend your money on when it comes to just treating Jerry sneakers still? Well, we talked about this Herman Miller chair, right? Right. Yeah, right. That was, and, and maybe it was like pandemic based. I don't know, but I, I, I had said to you, my mom, I, you know, I just, not that I think, Oh, we should buy your I, I don't really spend any money on myself at this point anymore. Like, sure. I got lucky. My, my hobbies are things that are not that expensive. Like the sneaker stuff is a little out of hand, but I don't <laughs> even really do that as much. I'm, 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 I'm a gamer. I love sports. Mm. Like I, yeah, I play a little guy. There's nothing that's like crazy, crazy expensive. So, uh, I mean, these days, what was the last pair of sneakers you bought? Ooh, I did buy a pair of like, uh, air max last week. Cause I just needed something to like run around in that I'm not going to be precious about. Right. Uh, but but when are you going to get your first pair of, uh, monarchs? Become a real fucking dad. <laughs> so, or some new balances, dude. Yeah. <laughs> some I, will 90s. Say, I will say, I do find myself like, well, um, if it's something that like, oh, we're doing this with the kids, I'll go when I'm done getting dressed. I'm like, the sneakers are the last part. And I'm like, all right, go cement threes. I could go hair Jordan. Like, yeah. And then I like, look at this old beat up pair of Air Max or Air Force Ones that have just taken a beating right. and still hold up. I'm like, I'm gonna go with those. Cause I know I mean, like yeah. can't have nice things. I, I, the way I did the math in my head, I feel like I got, let's see, he's two and I feel like it's going to be about 10 years 
until I could really like, just be like, unless I'm like working or away or whatever, yeah. if it's like home life stuff, it's like really get back to like full presentation. Like it is clean. Cause it's yeah. just, everything's going to get destroyed. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and, uh, and any other fathers who listen to the show, please reach out to me. If you have like secrets of how to, Mm-hmm. How to, like I'm looking for any hacks on this. <laughs> Whatever you got, let me right. know because I'm I'm struggling. But before we leave the business corner, we don't really have a lot of celebs on the show, so we don't really get a chance to do this. But I would just like to say, Jerry, celebritynetworth.com has you at ten million dollars. So that's <laughs> just I just wanted to hey, relay you that know, information. Well, we have to believe the internet, right? <laughs> right of course, yeah. <laughs> Who are we if not <laughs> believers in what the internet says? Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. I, I've done very well for myself. Yeah. I guess. Thank you. Thank you for indulging us. Well, here, here's. <laughs> Two things that I know Is for that sure. That's true, though. They, that really. That's that? I literally. That's that's what it has you at, buddy. <laughs> Blink twice if they're wildly off in either direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay, here we go. <laughs> Jerry, um, you have two kids. Congrats on the two times that you've had sex. You yeah, have, congrats uh, on the sex, yeah, bro. Uh, I'm sure both times are great. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the only two times. Uh, what is, you know, going back to dating in New York and you mentioned being on a bad date and real, when you were dating and realizing that you had to stick around for another like two hours, is there like a absolute nightmare, worst first date that you can remember? Um, well, I, I actually did tell this story on my old podcast, which is no longer, I mean, it's, it's, it's there, but like, we just don't do it anymore. Cause (laughs) But uh, there, there, yeah, I told this story, so I shouldn't be afraid. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's there, it's already it's out, out there, there, dog. Although, yeah, but I feel like your audience is gonna be much, much bigger than uh, yeah, this, well, the audience I told this story. We for, have like 18 million did, listeners. Did you get more than 18 million listeners? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, oh, you guys only have 18 mil? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're young, you know, we're, we're yeah. young. I pot. see we're, why you guys aren't making any money. Yet. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there, there was a first date that started at a restaurant and then was going to go, there was like, I remember, and it wasn't a bad, like we were having a great time. And I believe it was something like she had to go to like a party to like a birthday party. And somehow she's like, you should come. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'll go hang out with a bunch of strangers. Sure. Why not? And, (laughs) and she was following me. We were in like separate cars. I was first date. And, um, I remember we were heading to the Valley from LA. So if you don't know, right, it's like you have Hollywood and then there's like two ways into the Valley and two ways out, right? Always traffic, but this is at night, right? We're good. It's like 10 o'clock. Is this during um, the Entourage era? Yes. Yes, okay. this is. And I'm driving, leading the way because I knew where the spot was in the Valley because I lived in the Valley at that point. And we're driving and I, I got hit with this overwhelming feeling of, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta go number two. It's happening. <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, take a like, shit. How am this I is an adult navigate- show. You could say, I, I, I want to take a I shit. I got to take a shit. So how am I going to navigate this? Cause I am not one for public, you know, shitting. Dumpage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just like, I'd rather just go home, but like, I'm like, all right, maybe it'll go away. Like sometimes. All right. So we're driving. I'm, 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 she's following me. And we're going up. It's called Highland Boulevard. There's a very, very famous music venue there called the Hollywood Bowl. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys are familiar with that. It's mm-hmm. great outdoor, like yeah. amphitheater. Amazing, right? Amazing. But what you know, if you live in LA on a Friday night, don't drive along Highland because that's where it is, mm-hmm. right? And all the traffic from that is letting out. 
So I'm driving. I got the those feelings <laughs> bubble, gut. bubble yeah. guts, yeah. bubble guts coming. I had to put the AC on. I'm like starting to sweat, <laughs> and then I get up to Highland, and it's just brake lights oh, everywhere. No. A sea of red brake lights. <laughs> and now I'm starting to fucking panic. I got the windows rolled down. I'm white knuckling the steering wheel. <laughs> I'm shaking. I got the air blowing. In my, anything to distract myself. I right. think I might have found an old loose cigarette. I'm like, I'll smoke this. Oh, no, wait, that's a bad idea. Yeah, right, right. Like, anything. And then sure enough, now we're in this for like 15, 20 minutes to go two miles and we're just inching our way. And then I, the, the exact feeling of like, it's happening. <laughs> it is. It, I, I lost all control of the movements and oh, I completely no. shit my pants in my M45. Wow. This is in my M4. My brand, well, it wasn't new at the time. It's probably in year two. This is my oh, M45. No. Full on. And then, but then the overwhelming feeling of relief. Yeah, right. Came, even though it was one of the most embarrassing. Yeah, that's called moments. rock bottom. You know, you rock can't bottom. Go, can't go any lower. But the physical of like yeah. the, oh, the sweat stopped yeah. instantly. <laughs> uh, as I make my way now, I'm like, well, what's the move? And this is like cell phone BlackBerry era, but like it's still not texting, isn't even still. So I'm like, there's no service in the I gotta, valley. Yeah, no, I'm I I I got a dip. Yeah. So once yeah. it cleared up, you have that choice of staying on Highland, which turns into Coanga, which is like a casual ride. Or you get on the one-on-one and just book it. I fucking <laughs> cut across four lanes, hit the one-on-one, went two exits past my house in case she was still following me, got up, came back around the other way into my garage, and I went full cl- – I don't even remember what the fit was, uh, to be honest. Went directly into the shower with my clothes on and a garbage oh. bag. And just started peeling off clothes oh. into the garbage bag showering and then I walked out to my dumpster and dumped the clothes yeah. and obviously never Destroy saw the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a bad date. Like, like, Oh, I'm having a bad time. Like it was a good date. We were, we were going on to a second location. Right. Yeah. Did you follow up with some like apology or make, make up an excuse? You're just like, it's nothing. I'm, ho- I'm nothing. Zero. <laughs> wow. And that nothing. woman was Charlize Theron. <laughs> yeah, no, right. no, no, it was <laughs> Katie Holmes. It was Katie yeah. Holmes. <laughs> Um, God damn. Okay, after. so that right. is clearly most people are like, oh yeah, I was with this guy and he like said some weird shit. No, he you actually the shit was what came out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't tell me I didn't open up to you guys and kept oh, all the good no. stuff. Like, all no, right. No, I just no, told you to shit my it. pants in front of 18 million <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Do you have I want to ask you this, and this is just this is just me and you in the room. All right. Um, you know, what's your number one piece of advice dating wise, besides don't shit your pants, that you would give to a professional podcast host in his mid-30s? Besides take your time and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, I would say, well, what is, what is this podcast host looking for at the moment? <laughs> like, I need a little love more in detail. all the wrong places. Like, <laughs> love yeah. in all the wrong places. Um, okay. I will say this, you know, the whole bullshit and, you know, dating in New York's a rom-com, right? And we very much talk about the tropes of like the nineties rom-coms, like Harry met Sally. Yeah, yeah. You've got all the great ones, right? We give homage to all those in this movie. And I will say there's a lot of corny lines and all this bullshit. I will say the one that sticks out, that's the most true when you know, you know, Ooh, and that is true. I I believe Mm -hmm. that's true. Not saying that if you're unsure and if you say get married, that means it's not going to work. Not saying that, but like I knew very much early on with my wife, like this is gonna, this is it. 
Like if it ain't you, it's no one. Like yeah. I yeah. can't do any better. And like you, <laughs> like yeah, yeah you and me like both, brother. That, I, I yeah, know exactly. Yeah, the fact that you <laughs> actually aren't like appalled or repulsed by me, like that's like really in my favor. I shit so, my pants, and, and you still wanted to go on a second date with me. Yeah, yeah right. He's the one who encouraged me to tell the story on our podcast. So, yeah, no. That's a fucking great story. I don't know why you're not telling that one. Yeah. So I will say when you know, you know. But um, on this pod, yeah. we say a lot. If you know, you know. But there's also this is the other side of it. When you know, you know, James. That's yeah. All right. Write that down. I'll, I'm going to take that to heart. Um, you know, you are the executive producer of Dating in New York. So are you looking for think- love in all the wrong places, James? <laughs> yeah, bro. It's terrible. Mainly in Williamsburg. <laughs> yeah. And you know, okay. Well, listen. And also, my my second son. Name is James, so I have oh. a real connection to you, right? Fuck yeah! Not Beautiful. Jimmy. Don't call him Jimmy. Call him James. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy's a character because oh, okay. we because so, we call him Jimmy all the time. Just let me ask you something. As someone who lived in Williamsburg, and I still I I'm in Williamsburg a lot, right? A good friend it of mine lived like, in, a good friend of mine lived in the same building as you. Oh, amazing! He used to, he yeah, used to that's a few a, times, yeah. Yeah, that's the building I was referencing with Michael. Yeah, K. yeah, Williams yeah. yeah. Like, um, to be clear, James's friend was not Michael K. Williams. His friend yeah. was a lot. Worse, I'm sure. I feel like um, from everything I saw, it must be, even though maybe I know it's rough out there in the streets. I know oh. it. I get it. It's and that's gen- like that's not just unique to your generation or your moment. Like every it's rough in the streets oh, forever. Permanently. But I will say to be a young guy or girl, man or woman in Williamsburg, particularly in the summer and fall, even though it could be rough in these here streets. <laughs> God, I feel like the options are bountiful no bountiful. it's almost it, is that not part of the problem bro is it is you paralyzed what do you by mean, choice is that part, uh, so you two, oh you know what james i'm called bullshit on that <laughs> paralyzed by choice yeah um no i don't I, think I, it works that way i yes, don't think it right. works that way right. i do think <laughs> it can make for some very hard decisions but um it also makes for some fire content to podcast about say <laughs> come on man i gotta hear oh, some of your one. stories bro You're, i gotta hear some of your story we'll make a rom-com on your life next Oof. hell yeah well that actually is the perfect they do call me the transition god that is a perfect transition jerry into the final portion of the podcast which is constructive criticism obviously you're doing so fucking well for yourself this movie that you just ep'd and acted in um, is in theaters now on iTunes now dating in New York. You're in one of the most popular TV shows of all time and power as well. <laughs> You're doing pretty fucking well for yourself. But if you want some advice from two guys in their mid thirties that do this for a living, I do. Yeah. I Boy, do. do I have a portion of the show for you? Um, all right. First piece to constructive criticism. Yo, you're an EP successful one at that. You're involved in the Fitz world and the John's world with, you know, we, we heard about Jabuki's wardrobe. Uh, why don't you executive produce the Throwing Fitz TV show? Yeah. We got some pitches out there in La La Land for real. Uh, are you being for real for real? Yeah. We'll have our Absolutely. people. Is it scripted or is this unscripted? It's scripted. It's scripted. You have a well, script we don't want to say, we don't want to say too much on Mike, but you no, know. no, don't say too much, but yeah. are you being for real? Yeah. Yeah. We have a, we have a, we have a pitch. We have a one-sheeter, okay. I think. Yeah, we're working on a treatment and as we I speak. think uh, your agent that you reference, I believe, is at the same agency that I am at as well. well oh, you, like no. This is a WME family situation. Okay, WME all right. Productions brings you. <laughs> no, uh, if you're being serious, I would, first of all, would would love to like try and get that going with you. It is definitely, Let's like talk, I said, bro. I've sold Let's a couple talk. of shows. Right. It's definitely, um, you guys definitely like have, 
I just love to see. I, 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 that's why I asked. No, you have something. I asked scripted or unscripted because, yeah. like, I could kind of see what the unscripted version. Oh, really? Well, I think. Yeah, I think you guys could make a TV version of what you're doing here and blow why don't out we, even more for TV. But why don't we I'm discuss? Why don't we discuss uh, this fall? Why don't you bring us to uh, Nick's game courtside? Yeah. Let's oh, you want to go right to that? You want to go yeah. right you know how, to that? You know, how, yeah. you, you know how Wahlberg took you to the to the fight? Yeah, like right. You can take us to a Nick game, and then you they'll show you on the Jumbotron, and everyone will cheer, and then they'll show us, and everyone will fucking boo, and then we'll take yeah. you there. How about, like, after we sell the show? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. As a right, celebration. Right. Uh, we might have put the cart before the horse. Well, the because then start, you guys like, are going to do the whole thing of, like, I take you to the game, and then we're going to be like, yeah, we're going to do this, and then I find out the next day. It's like, oh, uh... No, we're gonna we're producing it with someone else. Uh, yeah. We're doing it with someone else. Uh, we're actually talking uh, well, to uh, Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There's not really many other options for us, but yeah, we would love to. We'll, we'll give you the lowdown. Well, the season you know, the season starts in October, so we got like a month. All right. Yeah, think we, we can sell the month. Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just before Halloween. We got some time. Like, we could work that out. We could work that out. Uh, I will yeah. say, here's gonna be a fun game for you too. Uh, I'm not on TV right now, so I'll get two. I maybe if I'm like on a new show, I could get all three of us. Oh, okay. Got what it. I'm saying is, we're gonna have to maybe either split it up, or you two are gonna have to go Hunger Games battle right. for who gets <laughs> yeah. it. Because I don't think I'm getting three seats at this current moment. Well, sp- speaking of uh, doing the aggressive expansion scene from The Dark Knight, where you split a fucking pool cue in half and have, have us tryouts, uh, or if the EP thing might seem like too big of a commitment we're looking to to grow our squad we have a bunch of great groms that work on the show and we honestly right now could use another weed character if you want to get on your turtle shit and join our fucking click listen man there's always a fucking joint for you to roll on our side of the fucking (laughs) i'm down let's go (laughs) let's just hang out (laughs) listen i got to embrace the old head thing that's happening here right yeah Uh, even with homie level even with the 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 dating in new york movie like i found myself like whoa i'm fucking so much older than everybody (laughs) you know like i was the resident old head like hey we've never seen this situation you know who probably has Hey, Jerry, back yeah. in your day, what did you guys do it? Uh, yeah. So it's not I, so I much old head. head. We preferred the big homie. So, yeah, Jerry, thank you so much for doing the show. This was fucking great. The The floor is yours. What do you yeah. want to plug? Where can we follow you on, on Instagram? Go off, King. Uh, no, I think, look, we talked a lot about dating in New York. Um, definitely was a passion project. I think a lot of people, especially your listeners could like relate to. So check that out on iTunes for sure. Look, social media stuff at Jerry Ferrar, like I said, the kid content, I don't know, James or Larry, I don't know which one of you mentioned it. I don't know if I buy what you're saying when you're aging. Cause this was, I, I mean, this was straight from Marissa's mouth. Agents are lying scum of the earth, but she seemed Mm -hmm. to be telling the truth. Yeah. She seemed genuine. Let me, let me, all right, I guess wrapping up, and I guess this is something that I, I need some help with, right? Because I, and I think this has two, this factors in with fatherhood and also like pandemic stuff, right? I have no fucking idea what to post anymore. I used to be funny, witty. Like I used to have like, nowadays it's like, I, it's either like all shit to me is like such a bummer or it's like, I, I'm only with these kids right now. <laughs> Where else can I go? It's not like we're like traveling to Hawaii. You'd be like, hey, right. look at, bro, if we're you home, did, we're here. If you Fit went, picks. if you went to the, <laughs> if you went into the archives and you unboxed some old turtle fits, and I'm not saying like put them on and play dress up, but if you're just like, yo, this fucking Jersey, when, the, you know, I remember when this episode and like, this was the cameo and whatever, first of all, that'd just be amazing. 
Secondly, I think that would just like bring a lot of new fans in, um, in terms of the feed. So that's like story and, and TikTok <laughs> as well. In terms of the feed fit picks, bro. Yeah, you know, you picks. have the Johns. Yeah. You, you're good. You look fucking great. I know that, yeah. uh, you posted a clip of, um, uh, I forget what announcer, but they're like, wow, Jerry Farrar does not age. This man <laughs> still looks like a fucking, you know, driving around a Maserati in 2004 or whatever. Fit picks. Yeah, I just, well, Selfies. I guess it's like yeah. the stuff with the kids, right? Because that's where my mind is. And I <laughs> post it and then I'm like, uh, God. And I remember being a younger guy without kids being like, God, all this person does is post shit about their kids. <laughs> yeah, like, we get yeah. it. Your kids are super. <laughs> we cute. get it. You we get it. Congrats. And now you had I'm, sex. I'm, I'm doing that. And I can't stop. I mean, well, you're just I can't so stop proud doing it. You had sex twice and you're so proud of it. You know, it's understandable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day I'll get to that yeah. number, I think. Yeah. Oh man. But well, I listen, we we I hope we could chat offline sure, and I could absolutely, be friend bro. of the show. Absolutely. Uh, big homie. Absolutely, yeah, Jerry. Thank you for coming on to the only podcast that yeah, matters. You're officially you, one of the big homies. Chef, I'm going to need you to slap like on that good life. This time. I go for mine. I guess to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Get pulled over in they new V The good life Let's go on a living spree Shit, they say the best things in life are free The good life It feel like Atlanta It feel like LA It feel like Miami It feel like NY Summertime shy ah. So I roll through good Y'all pop the trunk I pop the hood Ferrari and she got the goods, and she got that ass, I got to look, sorry. Yo, it's got to be, cause I'm seasoned, haters give me them salty looks, Lawrence. 50 told me, don't hear it, switch the style up, and if they hate to let them hate and watch the money pile up. Yeah, I, I, like I, I come for mine, I got to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Yeah, I, I come for mine, I got to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Girls who ain't on TV cause they got more ass than the mom.